Hey everybody, it's me, Stu Helm, the food fan here at Food Fan Headquarters. And this morning on the morning show, I have my usual food news guru, Michael Molinari. And the reason Micah is here to join us is because he recently took a trip to Winston-Salem, and I'm curious about what kind of food he encountered there. So, hey, Micah, how you doing? You know, I'm doing good, Stu, but I'd much rather uh, join you for the late morning show or the early afternoon show or even the late afternoon or early evening show. But thank you for having me on the morning show. Well, we can call it whatever you want during your segment. <laughs> Now, Micah, I gave you a choice, 9 o'clock or 10 o'clock, and you chose 9 o'clock, so quit your fibbing. Listen, buddy, I everything before noon to me is like 4 a.m., so. <laughs> <laughs> well, brother, I'm glad that you were able to get here. I see that you're drinking some uh, go-go. Yeah, I got some Joe. Yeah, yeah. So I'm good to go. Now, brother, you took a trip down to Winston-Salem. I, I've never been there. Yeah, so it's a it's a cool little city. Um it's it's a city that I'd say is just a little bit bigger than Asheville. Okay. Um very very cool vibes. It's a, it's a college town. Wake Forest is there, so you got kind of like those those college vibes. Really really cool. Um I don't want to say uh not I wouldn't necessarily say gentrified areas of the city, but more like, you know, it used to be a huge tobacco town. Right. right. Yeah. And uh, they've basically taken all of those uh, tobacco warehouses and turned them into lofts and, you know, cool shops and, and stuff like that. So there's really, really cool areas of Winston-Salem. One of the ones we went to, um, it's called, I don't even know how to pronounce it, but it's all over the place. It's, it's a little part of the city called Decatown or Decktown or Daca town or it's something like that whatever anyway uh when we uh when we're heading out there sonia is the just perennial like searcher of places to go eat so i usually leave that to her because she finds some awesome spots and one of the places that she found in winston-salem was actually called the black mountain chocolate factory what was it called (laughs) black mountain chocolate bar cafe i don't know anyway it was the black mountain chocolate something something something. just everyone right now google black mountain chocolate in winston-salem and you'll see what i'm talking about yeah okay so i'm thinking okay black mountain chocolate i've never heard of black mountain chocolate i live near we all live near black mountain ish um And so we were just like, this must be a different Black Mountain. Like, this has got to be something else. This is, you know, this has got to be not related. And so we went in, and it's just such a really cool spot, Um, kind of like modern country, a lot of wood in there. It's just really cool. I had a, I had a, a chocolate nib brownie, and let me tell you, it, it's, it's a little on the fudgy side. However, it was up there with one of the best brownies I've ever had. All right. And and if I have to put the best brownie I've ever had on a pedestal, mm-hmm. believe it or not, I will give it to the French Broad Chocolate Factory brownie. As opposed to the lounge? 
Is that why you no, emphasize the word so factory? The, right. Okay. So the reason I'm making that distinction is because I have not had the brownie at the lounge, and so I don't want to say that that was the one. Okay. I had the brownie at the factory, and it was like heaven in your mouth. Well, I have a story about that. First of all, I will say that the brownie at the lounge comes from the factory. So Okay. All right. Fair enough. Um, and uh, it's their chocolate nibby brownie. So it's the same type of brownie you had at the Black Mountain place. Black Mountain chocolate. Yep. Yep. And um, I, you know who Chef John Fleer is? He's yeah, of the, course. Okay. Yeah. He's the owner of Rhubarb. Right. And Benny on Eagle and the Rue. And the Rue is a bakery. And right. the Rue has a brownie. And the okay. brownie is literally called the best brownie. Like that's what it says <laughs> on the little label, the best brownie. And I used to go into LaRue with my food tours all the time. And okay. one time I was in there, and John just happened to be sitting in the corner doing some paperwork. And I didn't bother him because, you know, I just wanted to do his thing. Um, and I'm doing the food tour, and I'm telling everybody about John's brownie. And I, I accidentally called it the world's best brownie rather than just the best brownie. Okay. And John Fleer speaks up from the corner. <clears throat> Uh, Stu, I need to correct you on that. And I'm like, oh, everybody, it's John Fleer, the owner of the restaurant right here. And he's like, our brownie is just called the best brownie. But actually, the world's best brownie is at French Broad Chocolate Lounge. And it's their chocolate nibby brownie. Wow. And I just like was like, oh, my God, folks, we just saw like a, a Yeti, a unicorn. <laughs> A chef just said somebody else's food was not only better than theirs, but the best. And I just thought that said a lot about John as a person. Yeah. Said a lot about both of the brownies because they're both really good. But, yeah, so there you go. Your favorite brownie is also John Fleer's favorite brownie. And you're saying – Well, hold on. Okay, go ahead. Well, I was going to say that's not the only thing that John and I now have in common because uh, when I first kind of came to town, this was years ago – um, I met John at Rhubarb when we were having dinner there. Just such a nice guy. Like nice. we were just chatting at the table. And I asked him what his favorite Italian restaurant was. And he told me, uh, or no, actually, you know what? That's not true. I asked him, what, I asked him what his favorite restaurant was in Asheville. Okay. Big question. That is a huge question because I wanted to find out from a local chef. Hey, what's your favorite restaurant? He told me Cucina 24. Yeah, that makes sense. Dude, I went to Cucina 24 with Sonia on his recommendation, and we've been back, I can't tell you how many times, that Cucina 24 is legit. But anyway, sorry, didn't mean to interrupt, but yes. Oh, that's what this is all about, Mike, is to have conversations that lead to a point where Chef John Fleer is recommending Cucina 24. Like, that's what I'm, the kind of information... I want this little segment to get out there to the public. It's, it's going to all squeeze out, bro. It's all going to squeeze out. And yes, and French Broad legit does have, like, for me, the world's best brownie. It's it's amazing. Anyway, back to Black Mountain. Yeah, in Winston-Salem. In Winston, Winston How'd they do that? I don't know how they got the mountain to Winston-Salem. They did. It was ridiculous. They picked it up. They just moved it. Big trucks. Um, so... <laughs> You know, we were, we we're having this brownie. My wife and my daughter had hot chocolate and just such a cool place. Everything was just phenomenal. I, I had a latte. And so we asked one of the people that are working there. We're like, listen, we live near Black Mountain. How did you guys get your name? And it was this crazy story. The owner 
Did you know there was a chocolate factory in Black Mountain like 10 years ago? Had no clue. Yeah, okay. Neither did I. So there was a chocolate factory in Black Mountain. Uh, The owner bought the chocolate factory, wanted to get into the chocolate business, loved the chocolate business, you know, was a fan of French Broad, kind of wanted to do a local WNC chocolate business. And built it up and for some reason he lived in winston-salem at the time so he was he was like coming back and forth like a couple of times a week to the factory to pump out this this awesome black mountain chocolate which again i didn't even know existed and so apparently he just came to a point where he wanted to and needed to simplify. He wanted to move the operation back to Winston-Salem where he could be closer to his, you know, family and and whatnot and not have to do so much traveling. So they uprooted the operation from Black Mountain, put it in Winston-Salem, which is their only, their location right now is a factory slash cafe. So it's cool. You could see the cocoa beans being grinded and like the whole thing, you know, yeah. kind of like a French brother. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. And so he moved it back over to Winston-Salem, kept the name. And now the black mountain chocolate factory is in Winston-Salem. And that was just a really wild connection to home that came out of nowhere while we were over in Winston-Salem and everything was awesome. It's like when they find a boat in the middle of a jungle or something. <laughs> it was so random. Uh, I, I'd say the, the only other uh, couple of things, uh, Foothills, uh, the actual like Foothills beer, not Foothills our, the Foothills we know. Butchery, yeah. Right. Um, so Foothill, Foothills Brewing uh, is based out of Winston-Salem. They have a restaurant there in one of their breweries. We stopped there. Great fried pickles. Um, I had a, uh, a melt, like a two, like a, uh, a, uh, a patty melt, but with a grilled chicken, uh, breast instead of burger meat. Cause I'm just okay. trying to cut down on the red meat. Sure. Um, and it was, uh, it was delish. The fries were amazing. Overall good experience. Okay. Good service, you know, a little, little lacking, but I, I'm going to put that up with, Restaurants are just getting hit left and right, obviously, with shortages. So, But, Michael, um, these days, you should have pitched a fit. Like, you should have started yelling and screaming. I know. And throw your mask on the ground and start with that. Like, why do I even have to wear a mask? And uh, I pay you to be my server. I want service. Start pounding on the table. That's how people are getting it done these days, Micah. Yeah. Yeah, I usually do, but we were out of town and I just didn't want to draw attention to myself because I'm such a huge celebrity that I just thought it would be bad news. You know what bad I mean? Pictures in the press for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to get the paparazzi involved. Yeah. Um, well, maskless Molinari pitches fit in brewery. What Hills Brewery? Yeah, I know. Online. Yeah. Um, well, you know, I, I, of course I'm kidding and I'm referring to all of the myriad stories we hear in the food and beverage tribe about how atrocious, how totally atrocious a lot of customers are acting these days. Yeah. And it's wild to me because I go into restaurants and I'm just like, 
so grateful, right? Like, I'm just like, oh my God, these people are here, they're working, they're cooking and serving me. Like, oh my God. And nobody enjoys bad or even mediocre service. So I'm not saying that I'm all like, it was great. They ignored me. Um, I'm just saying like, I'm pretty forgiving when it comes to bad service. And in fact, you know, I won't say a word. (laughs) I just won't. I, I won't. It, it, it boils down to empathy and gratitude. And, you know, these people obviously weren't spanked when they were children and they're entitled and uh, <laughs> they're just, they're just brats. Listen, there is a difference between like bad service in a way that you feel disrespected as a consumer. And then there's just, like, okay, you could tell this place is having a rough go at it and they're doing their best. And so at some times, man, you just got to take a deep breath and just chill. Yeah. yeah. And to me, like, bad bad service that's not, like, objectionably bad would be, like, they didn't refill my water glass. They didn't come back to the table to ask how things were doing. Um, I couldn't get their attention, you know. Things like that yeah. equal sort of, like, eh, that was pretty bad service, but... I'm not going to have a fit over it. Like objectionably bad service to me is like, I don't know, like being completely ignored, even though they're looking right at you, maybe. I don't, I'm not sure what. And there's some restaurants out there where that's their shit. True enough. Where I grew up in Boston, I think it's called Durgan Park. Uh, part of the shtick is that the servers are brusque and, and rude. And also that you sit at big, long tables with strangers. And that's awesome. Well, I remember as a kid, my parents took me there as a kid, and I was blown away by how much I hated it. Like, I was like, the server was mean to, I was like a little kid, and she was mean to me. And I was, and then later on, like, everybody's like, oh, it's a shtick. And I was like, well, I'll never go back. I don't know. It was like, I'm talking about it in therapy these days. Dude, you're so sensitive, buddy. Very, very sensitive. I can't help it. I'm a cancer. My, my sign, not my personality. Yeah, I, I had so, cancer. That's the difference between you and I. <laughs> like, uh, my, my zodiac sign is the only deadly disease in the skies, I believe. I have one last recommendation for Winston-Salem. Hit me. So we had dinner at uh, this Biltmore-esque, a mini version of Biltmore. It's called Graylin Estate in the... Like this place just came out of nowhere. It's, it's right outside of Winston Salem. Um, and it's just like a little castle that has a stable that's turned into kind of a hotel and you can actually stay in the main grounds. And we had dinner there. Their executive chef is, uh, is Caribbean actually. So it's funny because some of the dishes, it's like you're at this kind of like, pardon the term, white bread area. And there's like some rich ethnicity to the menu. So their plantains are amazing, <laughs> which is odd. Um, that we had a steak empanada appetizer with this amazing salsa and it was incredible. Awesome. And, uh, and I had this vegetarian gnocchi uh, for dinner and it was probably the best meal I had while I was in Winston-Salem. So check out Graylin Estate. It's it's wild. You kind of feel like you're either in Tuscany or like the the south of France, 
It's wild. very transportive. I know it's wild. So yeah. this, but this is why you have me on the show. Yeah. Because these wild, I'm giving, wild stories. Bro, I'm giving you stuff that nobody's going to give you. All right. No one knows about Grayland Estate except for that one person right now going, Hey, I know about yeah, Grayland Estate. Like pompous but, fool. I do want to warn the listeners not to take a wrong turn and end up in the Great Gardens estate. It's a much different experience at Great Gardens. Is it? Yeah. Have you seen that movie? Do you know what I'm referring to? Uh, I do not. The movie hopefully got that joke. It was, uh, it's, a, it's a documentary about these two women that live in a house called Great Gardens. They used to be wealthy and now they're just sort of land rich. And one of them dresses in drapes and stuff like that and they're hoarders. And it's a, it's a sad movie actually, but it's also kind of like, your eyes are just wide open the whole time. Like these people, like they used to be elite socialites, you know, and stuff. And they, so that was my joke, Mike. I thought a sophisticated person like you would know of this movie. I don't know, man. See, that's, that's where you're wrong. <laughs> well, I recommend that you watch it. I, I am not, I am not sophisticated. Although I did stop at, uh, a, um, a, uh, Oh my God. Why, why does that word escape me? What, what is a, a vineyard? Yes. Thank you. Okay. We did stop at a vineyard. Okay. Um, Childress Vineyards. All right. He's apparently a race, uh, a NASCAR driver. Okay. And we had, we had lunch there and the food was very good. End of recommendation. Ooh, ladies and gentlemen and everybody else. Micah recommends the food at the vineyard. <laughs> I'll, let, I'll let I'll let everyone just kind of like uh, you know let that soak in and and take take it take take from it what they want. Where's your favorite place to get a glass of wine here in Asheville, Micah? Uh, you know what? I am a huge fan of Berkshire. What's that? Where's that? Oh, what? a huge fan of what now? Berkshire? Burnt shirt. Burnt shirt. Never heard of it. Stewart. Stuart Helm, how dare you, sir? Middle name is Asa, if you want to really yell at <laughs> uh, Burnt Shirt is a vineyard in uh, in Hendersonville, but not like deep Hendersonville. It's pretty much in the middle of Asheville and Hendersonville. Okay. Um, and it's a small vineyard, kind of in the middle of the no in the middle of nowhere, that honestly. You know, I would say has some of the best North Carolina wine that I've tasted. And some of their wines even stand up to California standards. Dang. Yeah, no, it's, and it's a cool spot. And they have like a little food truck there uh, that they, they pump out their own food. And it's just, it's a beautiful place to go have a glass of wine and, uh, and, and some grub. Yeah. Burnt Shirt Vineyards. That is, that is my favorite place. I would well, say. What a great recommendation. Um, Michael, we only have two minutes left. I just want to quickly ask you, have you been to the new Botanist and Barrel down on Broadway Street downtown yet? Oh, my God. Why do I feel like I have? But no, I don't think I have. Um, no, they, I, I'm going to say no. Okay, no is the answer he's giving. Yes. And, um, they, oh, wait, did you just say yes? No, you're sticking no. with no. Okay. I'm sticking with no. Okay. Um, my final answer. They are a cidery. They make apple cider. And they have a special shtick where they are an all-natural cidery. They don't add any sugars or sulfates or anything. Okay. We don't take anything out. We don't put anything in. 
and their ciders are very unique. Of course, I haven't tried them because I don't drink anything. Um, but I have been bringing my tours in there, and they give us two different kinds of their cider. One they say is dry, and the other one they say is kind of spicy for fall. And uh, not that they've added spices to it, but that just has its own natural fall flavors. Um, and it's been a big hit with my tours. And, you know, cider is not always a big hit with everybody. Um, so I recommend it. It comes in wine bottles, and the people there describe it as being very much like natural wines. It has a wine-like flavor and stuff like that. So I'm kind Is it of, carbonated? Sometimes it can have some natural carbonation, but they also serve it sometimes in um, a Perron, which is a special carafe that when you pour it is a, like a very thin stream when it comes out. So it carbonates itself a little bit, like it not carbonates, but it gets a little aerated when you pour it in the cup and stuff just to give it oh. a little more life. Um, and so I recommend people check it out. Like I can't, I literally can't recommend which wines or ciders to get because I haven't tried any of them. But the space is super cute. The people are really nice, and they've got a little bit of food. That's definitely good. My my tour got served some vegan cheese yesterday, vegan okay, cheese and crackers and bread. And they, one of them was like, no, I had no vegans on my tour, none. And one of them was like, do you guys sell this cheese? And they bought some of the cheese right then and there. Wow. So, All right. And the cheese is, uh, it's called Darn or Don, D-A-A-N or something like that, or D-A-A-R, Dare. That's what it is. It's Dare, D-A-R, and the A has like a line over it. So, yeah. Very so, cool. I don't know. That, I you know what, that, that actually, that reminds me. Next time we do this, ask me about a North Carolina cheese that we discovered, sorry, Sonia discovered in uh, Sugar Mountain. Okay. All right. I will ask you about that if I remember. Yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> like, uh, I love that Sonia is like our tertiary, uh, like, guest. She's a character that's just like in the background. She's like Columbo's wife. Actually, what, what? Sonia, bottom is some barrel. We got to go this weekend. Okay. She said yes. She said yes. Then it's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Michael. Well, thanks for joining me at five in the morning to do a little segment. Tell us about your trip to Winston-Salem. Just to reiterate, Black Mountain Chocolate Factory, um, yep. the, the gray estate. Grayland Estate. Grayland Estate. And uh, Foothills Brewing, decent <laughs> stuff. Ch Childress Vineyard, go for the food. Go for the food. There you go. <laughs> All right, uh, right Micah. Thank you for being here again, and I'll talk to you soon. Sounds good, buddy. Thanks, Stu. Bye. Bye.